This is Entrepreneurs The Playbook, where each week I bring you some of the greatest athletes, celebrities, and entrepreneurs to talk about their personal and professional playbook to success. This is David Meltzer with Entrepreneurs The Playbook, and I have a treat for you live from the greatest stadium in the world ever built. It's amazing what $5.5 billion will build you, <laughs> including a billion dollar screen behind my friend, an amazing entrepreneur, Michael Noikis, the managing director at his own enterprise, Noikis Enterprises and CEO at Banks Management. Welcome to the playbook. Thanks, glad to be here. It does elevate your emotions as a business person to see one of the greatest entrepreneurs from dirt build something like this when you see something that either stretches or maybe even goes beyond your imagination does that uh, create fear or does it excite you that maybe you're thinking too small pure excitement i mean i've read the book about walmart and i actually just recently learned about 10 minutes ago that this whole stadium was uh well built by the person that founded walmart i've read that book and it, it just goes to show you that things that start small, even in all of my companies, like I used to think, oh, when I was at university, say for example, $5,000 a month, if I could earn that passively, oh, I could, I could live like a king, right? As I naively <laughs> thought when I was say 18, 19 years old, because that's just uh, the, the perspective that you see from that lens. But now $5,000 a month, when you, I guess, start to see more of the world and you start to see what can happen when you're a bit more financially successful if you want to say it that way it's just mind opening and you go you know you change who you're around who you associate with and suddenly your standards elevate higher and higher and higher as well yeah it's just crazy to see and i want to ask about the three things that i've seen help people to advance faster mm. you know and people don't realize starting points compared to the outcomes and so some people have great success at a young age, but they may have been an entrepreneur since they were five. Yeah. So they're developing the skills, the knowledge of who and what, and the desire was consistent and persistent from five to 25. And so people say, oh my gosh, he's a millionaire at 25. And they think that he graduated with his engineering degree at 22, that it really was a very third, you know, three year overnight mm -hmm. success. But I actually know that's impossible. It is. And some people just start earlier and everybody's not aware. You know, it takes a long time to be an overnight success. It does. For you, how did that journey go where you started to particularly develop skills, knowledge, and desire towards being an abundant entrepreneur, the successful multi-business person that you are? Yeah, so initially when I was, say, going through high school, I just thought, oh, I'm just going to work as an engineer. I was always really good with numbers, really good with, you know, economics class and math class and physics class, all of that type of uh, right brain type activity. However, I guess, and that lent me to go, oh, I'll just get a job as a engineer. That's literally what I thought one day. I just woke up and someone Doctor, said, Doctor, lawyer, engineer, what are you going to do? I, I said, well, I'm good with math, so why don't I do engineering? Hey, they use math. And that was literally it. And I also knew, oh, I've heard they make a little bit of money, like 100 grand a year. That, and at the time, I was thinking, whoa, that's a lot 100. Of money. That, wow. That was, you know, from as you were speaking about earlier, that perspective. Um, 
so yeah, that's initially kind of what started with that. But then, long story short, I had a friend that was making a little bit of money uh, drop shipping in my first year of college when I'd started. And he came over to my house one day, he opened up his laptop and he showed me like $100,000 on the screen. And I was like, oh, what's that? And he said, that's my bank account. I said, hang on, <laughs> hang what's, on. what's going on here <laughs> type thing. And then he showed me that he was doing this online stuff with drop shipping. So I started doing drop shipping and from there had moderate success. But with a lot of my first, I've started at least 20 online businesses before my current primary one. And with all of them, they came with roadblocks and hurdles. And unfortunately, I think just because I was new to business and entrepreneurship, being the sole person responsible for success or failure, um, it just really led to, you know, you'd start up, but then you'd face a problem. And rather than going, no matter what, I've burnt the boats, I have to make this work. Because I was a lot younger, I just went, ah, oh, it's okay, I've got something to fall back on, I give up. I made 10,000, that's pretty cool. Or I made 30,000, that's pretty cool. And I'll go back to doing that engineering thing. But eventually, when I did finally graduate from college after seven years, <laughs> um, I uh, just, was working for three months and I thought to myself, I cannot do this for the next 60 years. So not too long after I burnt the boats, quit. And yeah, started learning how to be a commission only salesperson for about two years and worked very uh, closely with a bunch of CEOs of other online based companies where they did a lot of phone sales. And yeah, I just learned how to do everything from marketing to finance, to sales, to operations to a client satisfaction and yeah from there I went I think I've got the knowledge now finally to give it a crack for myself and yeah that happened a little bit after COVID when a social media Instagram was just kicking off so I found a gap in the market and that was helping uh, primarily women make money online through just uh, advertising themselves on platforms like Instagram and YouTube because yeah there's just a huge demand especially um there's a huge suite of reasons why, but there is a huge demand for content, for example, on OnlyFans and uh, Instagram and people that demand that type of content. Because at the end of the day, uh, say, for example, if you look at an OnlyFans model, she's just providing a product to a customer at the end of the day. Sure, some people might think it's a little bit risque or a little bit taboo, but at the end of the day, it's really just a foot. Yeah, <laughs> it could be a foot. Okay. Yeah. yeah, could it's be a so, foot. <laughs> it, you know, it, it's so interesting because uh, keeping our eye on different opportunities mm. is something that's learned. Obviously, you and I both were, as far as secularly trained and educated in yes. law, engineering, business, math, all the different areas that don't allow us to think outside the box. Yes. But it's the applied mathematicians. It's the theoretical physicists in the world uh, that are the greatest geniuses Correct. that you know have this creative or co-creative expression. Where did you make the transition in your career from you know, being that uh, pay per hour yeah. or pay per deal into, you know, you don't have to apologize, right? You know, if, I wish I had a percentage of every dollar made by models. Yeah. In, in the history, yeah. magazines, newspaper, yeah. Uh, clubs, 
it's always been a way to make money. Yes, that's um, been. And you have to have an open mind and open heart and open hand. Where did you make the transition of saying, burn the boats, I'm just going for the best opportunity and option to make money, help people and have fun? Uh, it was really just, I was working a lot, like as, as a nine to five worker in my engineering career, the job that I got, it involved a lot of travel. I was waking up at 5.30 in the morning I was finishing work at, to, to get to work. Maybe it was a two hour drive, unpaid of course. <laughs> and I'd drive back home, it'd be 7 p.m. I'd eat dinner. I'd just have enough time to go to the gym and just a little bit of time to just research, you know, all right, what's the next business I can start? What's the next business? And it was truly for about two years, like you were talking about earlier, Dave, about there's no such thing as an overnight success. I was reading books in the four hours spare time I had every single day, watching YouTube, watching, reading books, anything educational, just so I could up-level myself to understand how I could escape. Because to me, it, some people call it the nine to five or rat race. I don't think it is cliche personally. It truly felt like that. I remember <laughs> waking up every day. The first thing I'd think is, oh, not another day. Oh my God, it's only a Tuesday. And I'll just be so depressed for the rest of the day, you know? And I, I don't think that's a way to live. And, you know, say what you want. I, I like money, but I think it's because money equals freedom, not because it's a means to be able to brag and say, haha, I've got more money than you, I'm better than you. But it's just money gives you access to other people's time, which allows for freedom, right? Yeah, I love money because it doesn't buy happiness no. or love or success no, no. or respect, but it allows you to shop. And if you shop for the right things for the right reasons, you'll be super happy. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's important. Now, one of the other lessons I've learned by studying you and your career is there's a, you know, I coach a lot of mm. some of the biggest entrepreneurs and executives in the world down to, you know, I have over a hundred thousand people that register for my free Friday yeah. training. So I don't know how young they are, but there is one issue that I think you're an expert at and it's transitioning from you know, working in the business to working on the yes. business. Uh, for you, how would you help a young entrepreneur that is seeing some success, but holding on to everything himself, and yeah. too afraid to work on the business, so they remain limited because they work in the business? Yeah, that 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 was a huge shift for us. So in, in my current company, my primary one, Banks Management. Which is B-A-N-X. Um, B-A-N-X, yes. Yeah. So, the real shift came once I actually stepped out from the day-to-day -day in the business, say, interacting with all of our models every single day. Uh, it was me and my business partner primarily. We got capped at about 30000 a month. Some might go, wow, that's, I'd work right. eight hours for, but, <laughs> but we just had, you know, we thought, hang on. We just need to have some trust in people here. We need to start delegating duties to different people. We need to start building a hierarchy system rather than just me and my business partner doing every little job that has to be done, maybe a couple of virtual assistants here and there. We thought, okay, no, we need to really actually start to think of this as a true corporation, not just some fun little thing we're doing that's also making a, a nice amount of money. So yeah, then we went to, okay, we need to start looking for a head of finance, a head of marketing, a head of sales, a head of um, operations, a head of uh, client success or 
model success, if you want to call it that. Yep. Um, yeah, and so then it's just about finding good people and explaining to them the vision of the company and then, yeah, moving forward. But I do think when you're starting out, especially if you're limited by capital, it's honestly harder to get your first 10,000 than your first 100,000. And I've found that with every online business I've run. A few of them have hit six figures, two of them have uh, pushed past seven figures and banks multi seven figures, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting because I found it harder to get from zero to one million than one million to oh, 10 million. Yeah. 10 million to 30 is easier, 30 to 100 was easier. And then yeah. the, the next one goes 100 to 300. Yeah. Now I've never gone over 300 to a billion, but I heard 300 to a billion is easier than one, zero to one million. Wow. Um, that's, because that's crazy. by then you have so many experts that it's not false. Yeah. When, when you go zero to one, it's all you. It is. It and, is. And you're paying the dummy tax, uh, and there's not as much wealth in the well uh, to allow no. for, you know, as we study these different people like Elon Musk, like, you know, when you have that much wealth in the well, you can take bigger chances. But if you're willing to go all the way like he did, uh, you know, to change the world, there's not one person that wanted to change the world that people didn't call crazy. Yeah. Because it's crazy to tell people you want to change the world. I want to change the world by empowering over a billion people to be happy. Yeah. How do you want to change the world? I just think, honestly, my, my personal opinion on that is really just, I'm a strong believer in having drive and goals for, for happiness and fulfillment. Like, some might say, oh, my idea of a perfect day is sitting on the beach with a, with a cocktail and, <laughs> you know, getting a nice tan in. Like, sure, maybe that's enjoyable for me once a year. Not, not, yeah, not often, you. but yeah. for me, it's really just from action, moving forward to a specific goal you have every day. And it doesn't just need to be money. It can be, I mean, money, of course, it's quantitative, it's measurable, it's an easy thing to go, okay, I've moved forward this month or this week or this day or this year, whatever time segment you want to do. But it's also in say your physical happiness, uh, sorry, your physical health, your spiritual happiness, your relationships. I mean, if you look at that really money, uh, health and your relationships and maybe hobbies, if all of those are good, you've got a good life. And uh, try and convince me otherwise. I don't think you'll be able to. I, I agree. There is no pursuit of happiness. Happiness is the pursuit. So I apologize, Chris Gardner, who wrote the movie with Will Smith, <laughs> Pursuit of Happiness. Last question is about one of my own missions, and it's understanding behaviors. Yeah. Uh, I was saying that we can't, as human beings, understand or know the outcomes today related to the behaviors today. Uh, and the only outcome of behaviors today is good behaviors create good progress. Yes. Bad behaviors create bad progress. Good and bad are indicative of where you're going by where you want to be. Mm. And it's limited by the meaning we give the past, the light, the love, and the lessons, the meaning of the past, and our own self-image. How have you been able to, one, stay consistent in the good behaviors, which has gotten you to great successes today, uh, but also look for the patterns mm. to indicate where we might be interfering with those behaviors. Honestly, I just think it's all down to discipline. Um, I don't think motivation, it's an interesting thing. But say, for example, uh, the easiest thing for me is a huge change I had in my own life personally was toward when I was a lot younger, like 17, 18, 19, I was not physically fit 
whatsoever. I was the, is that a genetic, uh, energetic? Is oh, it just? I'm I'm not even sure what it was. It was just <laughs> lifestyle, food I was eating, exercise. Could have been I. It could have living, been a range of factors. Living in Europe, no uh, Australian. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, it could have, I'm, I'm not sure why, but yeah, it was just one thing before I really became a lot more driven on like success financially. I just said to myself, I need to make my body better before I can work on anything else. And what it was that, okay, I need to lift weights five times a week. That's what I was thinking. And that was, you know, and then it didn't take long if say, maybe I was tired and it was 11 PM at night and I wanted to go to bed. Oh, hang on. I had a workout today. My gym is a seven minute drive around the corner. I don't care that I need to get up at 7 a.m. Don't be lazy, just do it, right? And it's just about doing that and you know, feeling, I guess, guilt you could say if you don't. So for me, it started off in fitness. So I became very, you could almost say like a positive addiction. Like it's positive I even remember Christmas, a Christmas dinner and it would be, everyone would be all, oh, I've eaten too much. I'm gonna go sleep and go to bed after you know, family and all that with Christmas. I said, no, nah, I've got my gym clothes in the bag. I'm, I'm heading off to the gym because today's a gym day. And I you like know, it. No, no excuses. And it's just about... That's an empty mile again. Yeah, it's about just transitioning that mindset from, I guess, discipline into business. Because if you're disciplined, as long as you've got a blueprint to success and you actually action that proven blueprint, how, how can't it work? Truly. It, and it has historically worked in that way that... The consistent, persistent pursuit of that potential, yes. that discipline uh, will get you to where you want to be or yeah. better. Uh, all the different businesses you're involved with, what do you see next? Uh, you know, What's out there? What's going to be doing well in the future? Uh, I definitely think AI, even in my industry, AI is taking a, it's taking a bit of an interesting spin now because a lot of what we do, it's obviously with models taking pictures but now if you can just type in a few words into a code to generate say for example a playboy model back in 10 years ago you'd need to set up a nice uh, photo studio get a nice model nice clothing nice background take nice pictures good camera but now type into your laptop oh generate me this boom done so that's that's it's ai is going to it's going to change the world yeah it also will be a distinctive component of being a successful business person I tell my own kids, you got to learn AI. Mm. You have to learn people skills, which is what you and I learned early on. (laughs) And I still think it's important to read. I think if you learn personal skills, you read a lot to determine what's real and fake, and then use AI to create fake (laughs) uh, or get you from zero to one uh, instead of one to a hundred, you're going to be well off. Everyone out there, if you want to learn how to have the mindset, the heart set, the handset of success, you have to find someone who's sitting in a situation you want to be in. I will tell you, that's Michael Noikas. Thank, Thank you. you so much for joining me. This is David Meltzer at the greatest stadium ever built with Entrepreneurs, The Playbook.